You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> Coming up on this episode of the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. I was looking around at the world and at how in two weeks it basically shut down. Whoever has the power to shut the world down in two weeks has a lot of power. But if I really believe that God is in his creation and loves the world, uh, do I believe that anything he loves, he will protect? Yes. I just think we, in under the Christian banner, we also sweep things under the rug. And, and, and by association, I think we sweep him under the rug too. going on this is the kingdom bringer podcast so good to have you back with us i'm your host darren eubanks today i have a conversation with a a friend of mine josh littlejohn he's a friend to the podcast he's been on here many many times and during this coronavirus outbreak during the just the, the shifting times that we're in right now, it seems like every 24 hours there's something new, right? Something new taking place, some new reality that's facing us. I've had some really good conversations with Josh via phone, and I said, man, we need to get together and, and record these conversations because it's good. Josh is such a, a thinker, and he's a guy that really encourages people to think. And so he has a, an awesome way of bringing out questions, bringing out conversations that maybe people don't have with themselves, they don't have with other people, kind of brings you out of your box, what you're used to. And that's one of the things that I really value about my friendship and my relationship with Josh Littlejohn. So this is going to be a good episode where we really talk about, since this outbreak, where we're at as a country, where we're at as a church where we're at as, as just humans on this planet. And Josh has also has an amazing way of having an empathetic perspective. He loves people very, very well. He loves people like Jesus, and he has an awesome way of looking at their situation and being able to not just hear where they're at, but help point them into the right direction for them to be able to see freedom at the other end. So this is episode 60. 60 episodes in, and this one's going to be called Honesty Amid the Coronavirus. Josh is all about honesty. They're, him and his wife, Nacy, have a ministry called Safe Time, where they just help and encourage people to be honest with their circumstances, with their situations, and they help, again, point them to Jesus. It's so good. So here we go. Don't forget to check out kingdombringer.com. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, and when you do that, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast, and share it with your friends. Subscribe and share it with your friends. Will you guys help us out? Don't be lazy podcast listeners. Do your part here. Help us out if you can. That'd be awesome. If you want to help 
support this podcast financially. I haven't talked about this in a while, but you can do that. Go visit kingdombringer.com. Check out the donate page. There's an easy link for you to be able to give and help keep this thing going. We want to help put out just encouraging content. We want to put out life-giving, kingdom-focused content, and you can help and partner with us. Be a part of that process of building up and encouraging the children of God to be everything they were created to be. So thank you again for tuning in. We love you. Here's my episode with Josh Littlejohn. This is Honesty Amid the Coronavirus. Be blessed. Live from Safe Time Studios. Hey, look at this. Is this your first official interview from Safe Time? <laughs> studio yeah maybe the last after what we talked about today <laughs> the main reason i wanted to have you on was i feel like during this outbreak that you and i have had some at least for me some very interesting conversations and you have a way of <clears throat> you have a way of looking at things a little bit differently i think you have a way of asking questions that a lot of people don't maybe vocalize or outwardly ask but it's questions that are all on our mind and uh, I also feel that as a podcaster, it's kind of my responsibility to maybe talk about this a little bit. Haven't done that yet. So uh, it is kind of, yeah. it's the way of the world right now. Everybody's thinking about this. And I just kind of wanted to officially record some conversation with you. So <laughs> what are some things, man, since this has gone down, what are we saying? Three, four weeks? This has kind of been a thing, maybe th throughout the month of March, I would say. Um, yeah. And, you know, a lot of things have changed. I remember like, it seems like you and I would talk every time there was like a new, a new story, right? a new development, mm -hmm. right? School shut down, you know, toilet paper's gone, <laughs> whatever that is. How has this been something that has kind of changed the way that you've processed your everyday life so far? Um, well, I do want to just back up and tell you, I would love for this to be a conversation <laughs> yeah. between you and I for sure yeah and and I love yeah asking questions just kind of like the video I posted yesterday was asked a lot more questions than it had any answers but it is something that I like to do and yeah and I think a lot of that comes from just I've been you know our all of our upbringing and it just kind of depends on what you're exposed to I think you, and then you kind of get a glimpse. And then I think a lot of it, we moved around a lot. We were a missionary family. You get a glimpse of other worldviews, right? And so then you're out of this echo chamber. And on one sense, it's like a blessing, but it can also kind of be a curse. It feels like a curse sometimes, yeah. too. Um, well, I like, that I like that perspective that you're talking about because I feel like you've you've actually seen – I don't know if you've been third world stuff or not, but you've seen other countries. And so you could probably have an idea of what they're going through right now. Right. Probably better than me because yeah. I'm just used mm -hmm. to my little world. I'm just used to what, what I see every day, but you've, you've had some experience in, you know, overseas stuff or seeing people in their environment. So I do think mm -hmm. that you, you carry a fresh perspective of like empathy 
I think more than a lot of people that I know. And so mm-hmm. it's easy for me to get wrapped up in my own, my own head, my own thoughts, my own stuff. And you have a way of asking questions that brings people out of their environment and into like seeing things from a different perspective. And so, yeah. And that's, yeah. that comes through on a lot of your posts too, I think. And I, I, I think I want to also be clear, like I, I might be very empathetic, but it doesn't necessarily lead me to any sort of action. <laughs> no, I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. But I also feel like in some sense, my wheelhouse or my lane in some senses is, is just to get people to think. And I, I feel like it's one thing that I like to do. And, um, so, so yes, I'll, I'll just, we'll just refer to like, it was about a week ago or whenever I, whenever this first kind of became serious, I feel like it became real to us. It all, this whole coronavirus all became real to us at some point in time. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I'm on the news too much, probably not watching TV, but just on the phone and reading news headlines. And I, I feel like I got a, before it really became really real here, I feel like I got a clue of like, wow, this is going to become real. But at the same time, I saw a lot of uh, church leaders and the Christian at that, you know, things have changed since, you know, it's funny how things have changed so fast. But at that time, the Christian, uh, what I felt like was at least perceived as the Christian response was there was a lot of uh, like, this isn't real. There was some there was some politics going on, almost implying like the media was behind a lot of this. And, uh, there was like, you know, just have faith and don't be afraid and faith over fear stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is true. Yeah. Yeah. It was true. And it is true. I, you know, we're told Jesus as Jesus followers, you know, uh, he don't be afraid. Right. And have, don't be afraid. And, um, but I was just kind of fired up because I was, I was like, uh, it just raised a lot of questions in my mind. I'm like, you know, this isn't just going to be a staycation for a lot of people. You know, this isn't going to be, uh, or, you know, oh no, we have to stay at home and, uh, we'll figure it out. We have to cancel our spring break trip. Oh darn. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, I think that the messaging has changed since then. I think it's become more serious. I've seen there's been some outreaches like, Hey, donate to this fund and we'll help support people. But at the time, I think I was sort of responding to how quickly it was. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, because, well, you were actually seeing, you were, again, I feel like you have an awesome way of seeing from other people's points of view. And so you're probably looking at that as if I wasn't a part of the big C church, what would I think about hashtag faith over fear? What would oh, yeah. I think about, you know, scrolling through your Facebook and seeing all of these church leaders posting whatever they were posting? Um, mm-hmm. Many and of them kind of coming out of the closet. Still, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And some of them were still like, we're going to meet, we're going to gather. And yeah. almost like, we don't care. This is all fear. We're still going to meet. And even all that tune has changed. And there's more realities of, how contagious, you know, yeah. this is and how, not just how contagious, but how harmful it is to old people. And I, even then, uh, to our vulnerable people. So even then I, I kind of want to press in and be like, it's really, I think also exposing our, 
ageism a little bit and our lack of uh, value for Oh, hey, why are we so worried? Only people that only are Only the old people are. I've said it, bro. Only old, <laughs> only old people are yeah. getting it. And right. I'm like, jeez. <laughs> no, that's good. God, thank God we're not old right now. We're just, oh, don't worry. Those people are already sick. I'm like, wow. It, it just kind of, and I'm not, it's not a judgmental thing. It's just, it just, ex, this whole time in my mind is an exposure time. That's good exposes our idols it exposes our t- ways we pass the time it exposes our and and it's just like we all included we like to relegate to the nursing homes and out of sight out of mind a lot of the people in the last stages of life and it's exposing that too yeah that kind of our heart condition well i want to talk about the idol thing because we you and i had a conversation in that from that conversation kind of led me to go do a Facebook live and steal all the content that you gave me and put it out there on my, (laughs) on my personal page. (laughs) But you said, you had said, you had said that you had said that you, you feel like, uh, what if, what if this is the Lord using this as a way to expose those idols? And this was fresh off of the cancellation of the NCAA tournament, March madness. It was right away. It was right away. Mm -hmm. And for me, like you, you, you had kind of said, this became real at a certain time for me. That's kind of when it was because yeah. I know how America is and the, the desire to make money. And so when they, when, when these big money makers in sports called it quits for me, I was like, okay, this is a real thing. This is a big deal. And you had talked about how that was. Mm-hmm. And I also love the way you communicate because you, you always do things in questions and it, it is you wanting people <laughs> to think so many yeah. So many people in, in my life, whether it's my text relationships or my Facebook relationships, when they ask a question, it's to bait you into a debate. It's to bring you into mm-hmm. a debate because they feel like they have a stance. You ask a question and you always finish it up with, I don't know, I'm just asking. You know? <laughs> and I love that. And that's kind of how this was too. You were like, what if this is the Lord just exposing all of our idols, You know, sports, TV, basketball, whatever that was. And talk mm-hmm. about that just for a little bit. What was your point in, in that whole thought? Oh, man. It's – we have, so I, I it helps to know – it helps for me to be reminded of how I grew up. I grew up in a very – as far as the Christian part of things goes, in a very – God does definitely bring sickness if he wants to for – correction or to show that kind of he's God and to God's show, in control, you know, right? And then – yeah, I left that in my teens and well, I just totally rebelled from all of it from about 16 to 26. And then when I came back to the, to the Christian faith in a way, it was more God is only good. He never, and so that was all, this is all new to me from, so about, you know, for the last 15 years, it's been more like God never causes anything like that. You know, he's not even associated with anything that is harmful. And and so I've had almost like equal life experiences yeah. in both in both or life length of time in both. And so it's funny, it's just it's even now um I'm more associated and closely related to God is only good and only does good things and I get that, and I believe that. And but it's, it's but I, I've seen friends of mine in 
also post like, there's no way God even uses this. Take me all this. It's made me into this messed up question, question asking individual you see today. (laughs) 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 But so one of the things is like, I, I was almost, it's almost even sacrilegious or not right to even say God might be using this in the camps that kind of we're in now. And yeah. kind of what struck me the other day was like, I was looking around at the world and it's how in two weeks it basically shut down. And I had this weird thought. I was like, wow, whoever has the power to shut the world down in two weeks has a lot of power. Yes. Yes. Would we, would we all agree with that? Yeah. Right. Yes. And then it it felt weird for me to think that whoever had the power to do all this wasn't God. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, just keep following that. I'm like, wow. And I hate even saying this, but if this is the work of the devil, if this is the work of Satan, would we all agree that that's very a powerful thing to do? For sure. Right. Yeah. And I don't like saying that. Yeah. That feels weird coming out of my mouth. It's like, I feel like we're giving... I mean, almost by the definition, we're giving him glory, giving him weight, going, who did this? Who's behind all this? And then just got me thinking, like, can we get to a place where it's like, God didn't cause this, but he is using this. He Can we all agree he's allowing this to happen? You know, and even coming out of my mouth right now, this is hard to talk yeah. about. But... And, and and that was the is question. It, that was one of the questions you texted to me was, is God allowing Corona? So for me to say that God's not allowing coronavirus, yeah, it's hard to say, but the alternative, I don't believe that he's not allowing it because that's not true. If I believe he's this most powerful and there's different theologies. You can get so deep into this stuff. I talked to my friend Michael about this and there's whole people that think like, yeah, he's in control, but he's not controlling. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, prove it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I will tell you lately. I, and so do, but do I think that God is jealous to, for us to find our joy in him? Because we know that's our highest form of joy and our best life to use a, Joel Osteen book title is yeah. living our best life now. I do believe that. I believe he knows that anything in this world that he's created are that can be good things and fun things, but our highest form of satisfaction, joy, and pleasure and peace is with him. Do I think that he's jealous to show us that? I do. Yeah. Why wouldn't he? Yeah. You know, and so to say he's causing the coronavirus versus he's using the coronavirus versus he's allowing the coronavirus. These are all good questions. Now I will tell you where even I wanted to kind of tell you a little bit about what my neighbor said to me the other day. And I love having neighbors who are not, we should all have friends who are not in the bubble we're in. Yeah. Uh, Come on. (laughs) Come on. It's, I promise you it's one of the, it's it's one of the most mm, it's just how we become so uh insulated to anything anybody else and we're only in our church circles and we're only we're all following the same 10 people online 
And my neighbor said, hmm, he's like, hey, yeah, this is all so crazy. I wonder what Mother Nature is trying to teach us. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I've just been dwelling on that phrase ever since. And I'm like, and I can't even get it out. I was going to write about it actually today. But I think in, the, in Chris, Trish, Christian circles, especially charismatic circles, we get so supernatural. And we get so anything, anything is only God or the devil, <laughs> you know, yeah. anything is o- only that. While at the same time, there's, there's this thing called creation, which the Lord created. And it's a, it's also a living thing. Uh, in a small way, I texted a, I, I put on Instagram earlier, a picture of, we've all been walking down the sidewalk and we've seen a tree that's uprooted a sidewalk. Have you seen that? Yeah. Right. So it's funny, like life has a way of getting where it needs to go. Life has a way of getting what it needs to get. And, and, and so his phrase, which I haven't been able to get rid of, has stuck with me. I'm like, there is this living, breathing thing that God loves because God so loved the world. I believe he loves his creation. Yeah. All of a sudden, and now we're all, you know, us as a human race, we're all still, we're all stationary. And his creation, there's the po- there's the verse that everyone's been posting a lot. If we will all humble ourselves, right? It's in he will heal, it in? heal our land. Yeah, heal our what yeah. land? Yeah, heal our land. And everyone knows it's in agriculture. Knows that land needs to rest. You know. Yeah, that's good. And and can we? Here's another question. Could we even say that? This is a way in which God is orchestrating things in healing our land. Yeah. Healing our waterways, healing our actual land, healing, you know, putting a pause in some pollution. And I'm not a tree hugger environmentalist. I'm not. But if I really believe that God is in his creation and loves the world, uh, do I believe that anything he loves, he will protect? Yes. And... Yeah, that's good. That's well, open ended, another open ended. Yeah, and from I mean, from our conversation, I will say because I've I've got probably a less a less empathetic view than you do. I can I can admit that. That's just kind of how I'm wired, I think. And I do think, which you you alluded to this too, that it is it is a matter of faith and fear. It really is. I mean, as as believers of that, I do believe that it's it's faith. Like we can react to things with faith or with fear. I do believe that. But not everybody mm-hmm. understands faith. Not everybody has faith. And so their natural reaction is fear. And if they're in that place, they're in that place, right? Like mm-hmm. I made a post, I think we talked about it, you know, that uh, I wrote it down here. F- fear is a real experience, but it's not a reality. Fear is a mirage set up by the kingdom of darkness to keep us from fulfilling our destiny. That's an old post that I made a couple years ago. And I do believe (laughs) in the idea of fear being a mirage. Like it's a, it's set up by the enemy to keep us from moving towards faith, you know, but again, something that was drawn out of a conversation I had with you was there are people suffering, (laughs) Mm-hmm. There is the single mother who got laid off, has to be at home and figure out how to pay her bills. Me simply telling her, 
hey, babe, it's, it's faith over fear doesn't do anything for her. You know, it doesn't move her from one place of confusion to a place of clarity at all. Like that's just where she's at. And so I do think that what this has done for me has just, I don't know, those, those kind of posts and those kind of, of statements, they'll get the Christians going and jacked up and it's great for a church yeah. service, you know, to get us rallied behind faith. But in these kind of times, is it really effective in the, the grand scheme of things, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that having that more empathetic view right now is kind of the way to, to move through this thing. It's, it has to be. Otherwise we've got, I, we've got churches gathering for the sake of gathering. We've got people coming together for the sake of whatever their motive is for still meeting, even though <laughs> it's been suggested that we don't, you know, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I, I think this has been a time of like just reflection for a lot of people. And I, you know, I don't, it, this is a tough decision for pastors, right? This is a tough decision for church leaders of like, do we still gather? Do we still, do we showcase our faith or by not mm-hmm. gathering, are we making it look like we don't have faith? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a thing that I know a lot of pastors and you can go on Facebook and see are battling with that. Um, but we had a, you and I had that, had that discussion about the, the fear and the reality. And I think you ultimately said it, it's not about faith over fear. It's about fear versus suffering, I think is what you said. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just, you, you had a post a, a few days ago uh, titled, it was more like a blog post, a really long Facebook post, but it was losing touch with suffering. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What was what was your, and I, we've kind of been talking about this whole time, but what was your heart behind that yeah. post? It, it's, it's kind of what you said. It's, I think it, a lot of it has to do with public versus private. Now, let's, if we, if we, if we're all Christians, um, I, I think it's, it's just so easy to lose that we represent in a lot of ways, the church, the God, we represent Jesus to, in the way we're talking and the way we're acting. Right. And, and I think there's a way to represent Jesus where he seems to not be in touch with reality in people's lives. That's good. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And yeah. so it, it, it is. And it, that would be the case if Jesus never became a man. If Jesus yeah. was just a God we never saw, then you could say, yeah, just believe in this guy that we can't see. But he, you know, it's a it's a very you losing touch with the incarnational Jesus who was one of us. He walked with us. He was uh, in touch with suffering, and and I and so it's just it's a to me it's a very tone deaf or it's a naive or clueless way to think to go. Hey, I'm representing this guy that that wants to enter into this lady's the fact that she can't pay her bills and be there with her in that pain, that discomfort, that fear. And I can really dismiss and misrepresent who he is by a simplistic, um, a simplistic phrase or just, Hey, just subscribe to what I'm telling you. Kind of, it was almost like smacked of like positive thinking to me. And so, yeah. Um, Hey, don't worry. Like just choose faith and then you're going to be able to feed your kids. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, fear ends like kind of when suffering begins. Like, I'm not scared of this anymore. This just sucks. This is just my reality. Yeah. Yeah. This is just reality. And so I. That's good. Yeah. And it's also a, it's also a weird place of privilege that we, such a hot topic word, but uh, that we just assume that anyone that's worried or is choosing of a real reality is choosing fear over faith. Yeah. And and I thought it boiled things down to a very simplistic, like it's just a choice. Well, it is a choice how we respond, but it's not a, it's not your reality may be way different than someone else's possibly is. And the thing, the thing, it wouldn't be a big deal, but you represent the Jesus that wants to come in and be real to that person in suffering. And please, like, I want to be very clear, like, I'm not suffering, you're not suffering, but there's a lot of, um, it doesn't mean you can't be sensitive to that. Right. You know? No, that's good. And I think, I think I actually alluded to that in the post. It's like, I didn't really put it this way, but it's like, Hey, maybe we, we can be grateful for the things like maybe that grateful, like what the way we are in private, maybe should be, it comes across as insensitive in public. I don't really know how to phrase that out, but. Well, yeah, because I mean, there's still a desire, like there's a huge desire on my heart for Christians to hold fast to faith. Like, I just believe that it is important for us yeah. to, to not allow fear to like dictate. So what's Where the faith at? for? Let's let me ask you, yeah. like, faith for what? Let's just say faith over fear, faith in what? What what would you say that's faith in? Um, Not faith in, but faith for what? I think that anytime you're in a position where you have to overcome something, like I think of an addict, you know, their reality is they're addicted to whatever it is, right? And their their reality is this: there's this dependency on something that they mm-hmm. don't want to be dependent on. They, I mean, they have to have faith to, because I mean, if we're going to go the, the scriptural definition of it, it's what it's, it's, it's faith is the, the substance of things that you don't even have yet is the evidence mm. of, of the unseen stuff. Right. And so I feel like in this situation, faith would look like, it's a good question. It is like, I don't know what we're holding on to right now, you know, cause I'm not, I, I'm still not very fearful of this thing. I'm just not. Like I'm not fearful of I'm not fearful of getting sick. I'm not saying I'm not going to get sick. I'm saying I'm not fearful of it. I'm not I'm just in a place of like I just I feel like a lot of it still is kind of overblown. You're right. There's like some people out there that are suffering because of some overreactions I feel like. Um so maybe the reality hasn't set in with me yet. So I don't know. I don't really know what I'm. Well, you haven't lost your income. Correct. I've I've been asked to work from home, which for me is kind of a uh, dream job. So yeah, yeah. I, I haven't I, mean, I haven't much better off now than I did before this thing broke out. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I get to spend time with my kids more, and I'm yeah. But if you worked, um, you know, if you were the. Uh cleaning crew at a hotel, you know, the, the, yep. the ladies, normally ladies that turn down beds and clean rooms and all of a sudden hotel stays are, you know, being a business former, you know, when, when occupancies are very low, they can't, they don't need the staff anymore. A good, a good, right? fr- a good friend of mine told me yesterday that, 
a couple days ago, he had to lay off more people in one day than he has his whole career. And he said it with, mm-hmm. with tearful eyes, you know, it's, yeah, it is affecting it, yeah. his business and his people big time for sure. And I, and I think I also wanted to say that if I was going to re-edit that, what I wrote, I would want to be like, it's not just the people at the bottom of the ladder. It's yeah. not just the right. bottom rung. It's yeah. just that it, I just saying, if I'm putting myself in one of the, if you're already on the edge and being told and being pushed off, like, Hey, no more money's coming in. You know, the thing you were barely scraping by to feed your family, your kids anyway, is stopping, uh, to then be be also kind of like, just choose, just make a choice. Right. Like it, it seemed mm, just a little bit heartless and it, and it, and I wouldn't care, but it represents the Jesus that I see and uh, that I, like that we're, I feel like because, because we're supposed to be like him, we're supposed to enter in and be able to put ourselves in other people's shoes easier than maybe That's somebody good. that didn't know him. Do you feel like that tone has changed a little bit though? It's like, I feel like the tone's changed quite a bit since, yeah. since things got real, you know, I feel like, the, yeah. and I don't know what that, I don't know how that comes off either. I don't know if that comes off as like a two faced church. I don't know, but it is what it is. The reality is set in. Like we just need to be not be so quick, <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, we not so, be so quick. So, and, the, so the church, uh, can, there is room for the church to kind of learn a lesson, right? I think maybe I in, think so in the way that it initially reacted to this, possibly, which which is yeah. a good thing, kind of. It's a great thing, and I can see how we get there because. You know, regardless of how diverse we want to think our churches are, they're just really, you know, it's, there's a lot of room there, especially economically. You know, there's, you know, a lot, by and large, our church looks like us and that we're all part of it and socioeconomically, all that stuff. And, yeah. and so I can see how, you know, in church board meetings, like who's representing <laughs> down and out, you know, yeah. like not probably that many, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I just think it's, it's good to like that. What is Jesus actually saying about the potentials of this? You know, how is this? Um, wh- wh- where's your heart at right now for your family? Um, moving forward. Like what's your, what's your reaction to this? How are you, how have you adjusted over the last two weeks? Personally, how is this <laughs> affecting you, yeah. I guess? You know, it'd be really easy for me to get dismal and down about it. But I, I feel like in a lot of ways, we're seeing some of the best out of humanity right now in a, in a weird way. I feel like there's a camaraderie. It's funny. It's not it's it's there's a saying that it's like there's there's no no easier way to unite people than to have a con- common enemy. And yeah, that's good. Uh, well, look at, look at nine 11, bro. I mean, nine 12, nine 12 was a, I feel like a huge unifying day for our country. And I've, our I've, country. I've tried to, yeah, <laughs> I've, tra- I've tried to compare this to that. Cause that, I mean, that's, that's kind of, this is even more so that's kind of all I have to go by is like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't live through the great depression or any of that stuff. This is like what my comparison is. Nine 11 was a big day for the country. How did we react in nine twelve? I feel like it was a yeah. good unifying moment, and yeah. this is, this is going to be an extended thing because it wasn't a one day event. This is like 
actually magnifying, right? It's getting worse and worse and worse before it gets better. Um, and this is uh, everyone. Yes. This is everyone. This is worldwide. Yes. Against the invisible. Uh, but in a lot of ways, I feel like we're seeing a lot of good things about what humanity humanity can do in uh i've seen a lot of participation i mean there's people yeah it's it's like hey i'm gonna stay home for the good of what what they're telling us that's going on and, yeah um i've been kind of i don't know why impressed by that but i'd like to see that it's like almost like everyone's pulling their own weight in this thing if yeah. that makes sense. some personal responsibility yeah it is. Yeah. It's encouraging to see. And I've also been impressed with, um, frankly, our governments in a lot of ways, our, not just our, not just Trump, but our state, local. Um, just there's been some headlines about some rent relief, mortgage forbearance. Uh, you know, they extended the tax. You're filing your taxes. They extended that deadline. They're they're talking about, um, you know, saying, "Hey, you don't need to worry about paying your mortgage or your rent for X amount of months." And honestly, I think I've seen a lot. I feel like I've seen a lot of those things that are positive things. Yeah. That. The, well, it, I know Trump almost. Trump came out mm-hmm. yesterday and had that conference where he said he sat down with governors of every single state on a conference call, and he seemed, you know. Mm-hmm. He'll be the first to tell you when somebody disagrees with him, right? Or when somebody's like in, yeah. in uh, opposing him. And he seemed to me, he seemed like, man, this was a great conference call. I got to sit down with representatives of every state in America. And I think you're right. I mean, there's some good fruit that's coming from it's good. a little bit of patience, maybe, you know, hunkering down. It, it yeah. is. Yeah. And we're all being, you know, I, I love seeing that. I love that. Um, and so in a lot of senses, I'm, I'm really impressed with that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. let's talk about your, you had a Facebook post last night, uh, in regards to friendships. I think, (laughs) I think it was about exposing friendships and I know you had a concern about, um, how that could be interpreted or whatever, but it was refreshing Mm -hmm. for me because I, I do think that during these times, man, I just, I just feel okay with like questioning everything. You know, like mm-hmm. looking at every single thing, looking at my, where I'm at with my family, where I'm at with the friends in my life, where I'm at with the church, where I'm, you know, all these different things. Um, talk to us ab- about that from last night, that post that yeah. you made. What was that post? Yeah. yeah. Well, as you know, we do safe, uh, we have a ministry called Safe Time where we essentially kind of like pastoral counseling or providing a place for people to just unload and there's been a common theme uh in the calls we've been doing the video calls we've been doing about friendship lately and um there's just a lot of people we live in this weird world where everyone look feels connected based on social media and the internet and all that stuff and they feel like what what feels like or looks like doesn't actually seem real also at the same time. So it's like, I've got these friends, but are they friends? And it's a common thing we've been hearing. And as I was, so that was already in my heart. And then I started thinking about this shutdown we're kind of all, you know, people are sort of self-isolating and that's good. Uh, but I started thinking about all the people that, um, 
are isolating specifically mostly singles we don't we have a lot of singles that we are acquainted with and and now they're seeing the things that they used to gather with people are being shut down so you know i used to see my friends quote-unquote friends at church i used to see them and I, I felt like it was a now this is going to be a very sensitive time for them for certain people to go wow what's really being exposed in all these shutdowns right now is that if I don't go or I'm not a part of these things where I saw and I was around these people, um, I'm not really having the interaction or the connection with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, so for it's sure. Like I, my, what I tried to convey, and I don't think I did it very well, but my heart was, was I tried to convey is like my heart was going out to the people that are now, it's now being exposed that, wow, I'm not going to that thing. I don't have a lot of calls coming in. I don't have a lot of people that seem to care about what I'm doing. I don't. And, you know, conversely, they might not even feel that drawn to want to reach out to people. And so what's being exposed is sort of the lack of depth or the lack of real connection of who they are, because it's, it's so easy to, Man, it's just so easy to get riled up about a thing and then you're you're around that thing, whether that's the church or sports or an activity, mountain biking or whatever. And oh, these are my best friends. Well, I think that's just sad. And I wouldn't have known if that, that was sad because until I had actual friends. And I think until you have actual friends, it's hard to get it. But you have actual friends that really love you that you really love, that if that thing that you were all centered around crumbled, if they shut down the Dallas Cowboys, if they shut down the yoga class, what is the substance of our relationship? That's good. Yeah. And just kind of my heart was going out to those people because I know that that's, that that's real. And then I know that social media plays a big part because those same people are getting on their Instagram stories or Facebook. And now they're seeing people that they thought they were in with getting hanging out without them. And uh, they're like, wow, you know, I was kind of, I'm like only as valuable as I'm around. Does that make sense? Yeah. So No, that's good. And you're, you know, you were concerned when we started this conversation, you were concerned that uh, this exposing would maybe expose the loneliness in someone's life. Right. I mean, you were yeah. kind of, you were concerned that depending on who read this, if, if this post would magnify the loneliness more than it would, what your point was. Yes. What, yes. So this is your chance right here to fix that <laughs> for the, per- well, what did you think? Um, I felt the same thing. I mean, I, I would say, honestly, uh, I believe, I believe that you're correct that times like this, or when you kind of find out who your real friends are, um, when everything is shut down, who's the person that you're still having conversations with? Who's the person that's checking in on you just because they care about you, you know, not because mm-hmm. you didn't show up to yoga class or whatever. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so for me personally, I, I think I do feel blessed. I've, I've actually been in kind of a season lately All where right. I've, I've had to make some decisions and I've had some people in my life that I could trust to reach out to. And so I'm experiencing the goodness of that. Like I, I see the friends that I really have. But I, I'm just like you. I could also imagine what it would be like to read that 
and not have those friends. So, yeah. so for you, I guess it's not unlike, it's not unlike what we were actually just talking about. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. still being empathetic to somebody that's not in your position yeah. and being sensitive to that and actually going and saying, putting yourself in there, like, where would Jesus be? You know, yeah. with the hurting, you know, with the lonely. So, so does, a, yes. does a post like that, just a, a blatant post that you were trying to hurt people with, does it, <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you not make that post now thinking that or what? No, I, Go ahead. I wouldn't. I mean, I, I watched it. I've never done this with anything I've posted yet, but I watched that one after I posted it probably 10 times. Yeah. Nacy was like, what are you doing? What? I'm like, eh. because I'm just so sensitive to that. And one, but I do believe I wouldn't have done it if I didn't believe there was hope to just get honest about it. And I wouldn't have done it if, unless I believed and I had seen that God has been answering prayers in that realm that we've been a part of with people that are having that same desire. They want friends and he's showed up and he's crazy cool stories that yeah. he's. And so it was that I also just wanted to give people permission to own it, that to own the fact that they, they may be feeling that. Yeah. We just there's just so much positive thinking stuff that I feel like we leave Jesus behind in. Wow. And kind of we just we I just think we in under the Christian banner we also sweep things under the rug. And 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 by association I think we sweep him under the rug too. That wow. he's yeah. in he's in the he's in that he's in that heartache. You know, he's in that pain. He's in that loneliness. And, and I think when we, I think when we dismiss that in the name of wanting to feel better or positive thinking or faith over fear or faith over pain, uh, we, we just, just kind of dismiss all that. And I, I wanted to give people permission to, to feel that. Um, but you also, you also just, you do believe that friendships are important, right? Totally. That's, so it's that's the, that yeah. was the point of the post. So, yeah, it's you actually feel like being honest with where you're at is more important than not being honest, right? So if you are that yeah. person who's reading that post and you're realizing that your lack of friendships is being exposed, you believe it's important mm -hmm. to actually be honest with that and and look for friendships, right? I mean, that's kind of the point of it. Look, yeah, pray, yeah, own it, just. Claim, claim it. Yeah. This sucks. And then also part of that is maybe like letting some of those that you've been trying to hold, you know, white knuckle, let those go. That's good. And yeah. Let those die. It's just like I'm making um, all the effort and one, all the effort in this deal. And I'm just trying so hard for one friend. And friendship is kind of seasonal. You know, I think. You know, you know that, but I'm telling, I'm talking to the people that maybe are just struggling for one friend, and because right. I've got, I think I've, I feel like for me personally, I have a group of, I don't know, six or seven friends who I feel like I can tell anything to, and I generally have, and they feel like they know everything about me. But it's not like I'm talking to all six or seven every season in the same 
uh, you know, intensity. And it's not like, it it isn't a group of people that hang out either. It's, it's six individuals from all kinds of different. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I consider them all very close friends, but it doesn't mean like, but it's all seasonal. We're all seasonal with each other. I might talk to you really quite often for a few months and then maybe we don't talk at all for much at all for a few months. Yeah. It just, I feel like God arranges it that way. Yeah. And, and that hurts my feelings too when you don't talk to me. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Especially when I go on Facebook you're... and see you hanging out with other people. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. And so I, it was the whole point of it though was the heart behind it was the people that are, it's being exposed, the reality of maybe some of their relationships. And then not trying to just sugarcoat it. And that was the thing. I felt like that was kind of a, felt like a dangerous thing. And I, it was hard to do for me to post that, but you just believe that honesty is more important. But, but maybe right. But what's what's also comforting is there's not that many people that saw it anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there we go. There we go. I got a small following, so we're good. I can say whatever I want. No, the uh, you just believe in the power of honesty, and I think that's what I mean. Your that's what your ministry is all about. That's what Safe Time's all about. Is. is like actually exposing what your heart believes and get it out there for you to look at it. Is this a right way of thinking or a wrong way of thinking? And yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that place of like honesty is more important, yeah. honestly, like you posting that post and mm-hmm. being concerned about the wrong people hearing it or the wrong people feeling it is no different than the husband that comes out and confesses to his wife that he's addicted to pornography, right? There's a, mm. this is going to hurt someone maybe, but it's more important mm-hmm. that I'm honest about it. And so I do, yeah. I do feel like you're, you're, you're the guy that is choosing honesty over hiding it, whatever it is, the good things, mm-hmm. the bad things. Let's get, let's mm-hmm. get real. That's kind of cool, man. I yeah. feel like this time of this time of isolation and this time of like, you know, freak out mode. I do think that yeah. people being real is going to be a fruit of this. I think we're going to see more realness come out for sure. And not just, I don't, I, it's not for dishonesty's sake. You know, it's for, I believe that that's where Jesus is. That's where the healing actually is. And so it's just like, as long as we're going to pretend that it's not there, we can't, we can't meet, he can't meet him there, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. If, if, and, if you want friends, you're going to have to realize you don't have any. <laughs> yeah. And I actually believe that's when they come. Yeah. That's, that's, when, that's when you open the, that's when the doors open. That's when the doors open. Up until then, it's just like everything is not real, and let me own it. And um, the other thing I didn't want to do is cause people to go into like a neurotic evaluation. <laughs> yeah, checklist uh, through their Facebook uh, friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just even their actual real friends. Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, well, I don't know. You know, Josh hasn't called me back in a couple of weeks. Like, yeah, based it, on what he said last night, is he really a friend? Yeah. Exactly. That's good. That wasn't, but I kind of have faith that the people that actually do have friends, it wouldn't even register. Like, yeah, that's the thing. That's the funny thing about it. It's the people that actually are in the friend groups that people want to be a part of. And, you know, yeah. they're not even going to get it. Yeah, that's good. Hopefully they do. That's part of being Jesus. I mean, I just, I think the whole theme of what we're talking about is being Jesus for somebody other than yourself, you know, like, and someone that looks like you and someone in your station, it's just like enter into what, where is he? He's in, he's with the hurting, with the sick, with the lonely. Yeah, it's good. 
Tell us a little bit about Safe Time, bro, as we wrap this up. What? Uh... <laughs> we gotta, no, we I'm just. Plug. Yeah, as I want, I want you to. I, I, I believe a lot in what you guys are doing, man, and I think that. <laughs> especially in ti- in times like this i feel like these are the ministries yeah. that are going to rise to the top i really do and i will i will say we yeah. we have felt like a certain sense of like <laughs> superiority is for fun in fun like hey we've been online yeah. you know for a year <laughs> yeah <laughs> corona is pretty new to the online. scene but we've been here for a while everyone's everyone's online and everyone is online now have you noticed that's everyone true everyone is online that's true and i'm glad about that in a way there's a lot of people that have a lot of good things to say we've we're all kind of we've been listening to the same 10 voices for a long time and yeah um there's a lot of people i was reading uh earlier today is you know, the early church in Paul, I think in Corinthians, he, he was like, he even told them like, what do you, uh, when you gather, what are we going to do? What does he say? It's like, everyone should bring a psalm or a word or a teaching or a, and so there's this whole idea that we are all supposed to participate in the early church. You know, somehow we're supposed to be ready to come to participate. And I, and I think in some ways this is in some sense of that. It's like we're all going to be getting to participate. I think I think another thing, I know it's not what we're talking about, but another thing that's kind of being exposed is the con- one-directional consumeristic nature of the modern church. Yeah. Let's just come show up and eat, eat, eat from this guy or this girl or this worship team. And it's really don't see much of that in the, Bible and you know like yeah. the, specifically the verse I just mentioned um, that passage I just mentioned like what that kind of like it implied that we're all supposed to be participating in some way you yeah, know that's good uh, um, that's just something else that was on my mind today but but yeah safe time is um, here's the, here, here, here's the reason I wanted you to talk about this because I feel like You've been talking about a couple different things about the Lord exposing. This is a time for the mm-hmm. Lord to expose things. And as those things are exposed, safe time is here for what? <laughs> I, I think safe, safe time would be here to provide a place for you to get honest about what's being exposed with somebody who will sit with you have a conversation. We're very, what's also being exposed in, to us about safe time is a very connectional, interactive ministry. There's so many, we just, just talking about the way you people attend church now. That's, that's one directional. You're eating, you're, you're receiving. Um, even you can sign up for your favorite prophetic guys course too. It's $50 and it's all pre-recorded. There's nothing really out there that is a two way kind of like, we it's want good. to connect, actually get to know you, to know who you are. But in the light of this exposure, this would be a great place to just process, to to let out of your heart, your mouth, out of your mind, what is going on, and get honest. And 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 we we're more than happy to receive it and go, and basically basically declare, model, exemplify that Jesus is here with you, and. This is actually the place he is. There's this certain paradox that I believe that God is always with us, 
But I also believe that he is with us where, where the truth is about us. And so we can be living in a non-reality from our situation. Maybe it's, hey, I, the, the reality is I don't have any friends, but maybe you don't want to admit that. And so you're just sort of like stuffing that thing in the backside of your, you know, deep in your heart. And you're like, no, 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 no. It's good. I've got friends. Just keep going to church. Yeah. Just keep going class yeah. and God is always with us he's there in that but I don't believe he's the healing comes there the healing comes he's like he's like begging us hey let's walk over and look at this thing together that's good because only then can I heal it and then only then can I uh, do what I want to do with it you know but let's let me be there with you in it and I think that that's what we're trying to uh, incarnate for a better word. That's what we were trying to like yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. You were talking and, about, you... we, want to, we want to just give people permission. Like it's okay. It's not, not only is it okay, but if you, if you can walk through this, that's where the, that's where the joy is. You were talking about like our participation in this. And I, I like the analogy that you just talked about, about Jesus is here. Like he's here in that place of honesty, but our participation now is talking about it, looking at it, being yeah. real about it. You know, not just not just soaking <laughs> soaking in that place, but like I'm going to participate by getting real with this honesty, with this reality that's looking at me in my face. You know, yeah, that's good. That's good. And it's not fun. A lot of it. it's not fun, but but I want, but I'd like to believe that. People were drawn to Jesus for a reason, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think that when the hurting, when you see the healing, the hurting, the hurting gets so bad, you're going to run to that healing, you know? Just like, hey. And yeah, that's kind of what it's about. We hear all kinds of stuff. That's good. Yeah. Safetom.live, if you guys are uh, in a place right now where you are believing or feeling that the Lord is exposing things in your life that need to be talked about, that need to be, um, dealt with, maybe finished in your life or grown into, uh, check out facetime.live set a time with Josh and Nacy to both just be there for you, whatever your need is. Uh, they'll, yeah. they'll not just hear you out, but they'll direct you to the answer. So that's good. And it's free. It's free. This is a free ministry a free service um so josh thanks man appreciate you getting on and sharing thoughts i love communicating with you about topics that i don't talk about much which is fear and the lack (laughs) of it (laughs) or 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 not i don't know it's good man stay stay hunkered down with your family be the protector of your household keep corona (laughs) away yeah it's good no, oh, yeah, stocking up on ammo. There you go. <laughs> have you guys had? Have you guys had like a lot of empty stores and stuff in Dallas or no? Uh, Nacy and I actually just went to the store, and other than the uh, toilet paper aisle and the paper t- towel aisle, everything was fine. We're pretty. They were. We're pretty low in Dodge. Yeah, we're pretty low in they, Dodge. They were limiting some things. Um, they were limiting the amount of milk you could buy and the amount of ground beef you could buy but again they don't want people to hoard yeah you know they 
everything that we're hearing is that the supply chain is fine, but because of human nature and yeah. like we just got limit, get what you need. Get what you need. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate you. Be blessed. All right. We'll talk soon. All okay. Right. All right. Okay. Bye. Peace.